Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. What's good, my friends? Not Gamecock football. This is the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel, and we are the fan upstate rolling on until 7 o'clock p.m. today. Thanks so much for making us part of your day each and every day. You know, guys, why do we do things the way that we do? You know, why do why are we so, you know, why do we why are we the show that says the things that people think but don't normally say, right? Um, we do that. There's a strategy behind it. And the answer is that the in the long term, we think we win. Number one, it's what we want to do. We want to be the blunt, in-your-face, truth-telling sports show. And we believe that long-term, that formula wins. Before I moved here in 2019, I studied the marketplace. And I'm like, okay, you got the Clemson Homer station. You don't have a Gamecock station per se. Um, at our station group at the time carried Clemson, but they weren't on our specific station, you know? Um, and so I said, well, this is pretty easy. You know, like, we're beholden to nobody. We don't have to kiss anyone's ass. You know, like, this is, like, this is me. This is a fit. This is great. This is awesome. And, you know, it's, it goes back to one of my favorite lines. Uh, you can tell me what it is, Diesel. What's the movie and what's the line uh, that has to do with not caring if your audience is upset versus they love you? Okay. Oh, uh, Howard Stern's Private Parts. Uh, when, when the program director, affectionately known as Pig Vomit, is in his boss's office studying the ratings, and he says, "People who like Howard Stern listen for one hour a day." Well, why do they listen? Most common answer: I want to see what he'll say next. People who dislike Howard Stern listen for an hour and forty-two minutes a day. Well, if they hate him. Why do they listen? Most common answer, I want to see what he'll say next. That's it. That's the philosophy, guys. That's <laughs> a philosophy. So we understand, right? We understand that along those lines, there can be people, listeners, uh, et cetera, um, affiliated with the show coming in and out, coming in and out, right? But we feel like in the long run, we win. I was just hanging out with one of those people over the weekend. Brad Perkle, listener of the show. Yeah. Just joined into the contest in the Upset Picks Challenge. A year ago, he wouldn't listen to the show. Wouldn't listen to the show. He's a diehard Gamecock fan through and through. All he'd heard 
is what he had heard other people say and things that he had, the little viral clips from here and there on social media. And he's like, I hate that guy. I don't like what he has to say. I don't like that guy. I don't want to listen to his shit. <laughs> and I would say, like, I've known him for 15 years, and I would send him links and say, hey, man, you got to check this out. You got to check this out. You got to listen to the show. I Coming up on this segment, here's what we're going to talk about. Oh, I don't know. I don't want to listen to that guy. I don't like that guy. And then finally one day, after I'd basically given up on him, he goes, I'm listening to the show. This guy makes some good points. And then I talked to him yesterday. I was like, he, he, he might have said the four-letter word and Mark Ryan in conjunction three times on Saturday. But then he said, I'll be listening on Monday because, he, he, you know what, he makes a good point sometimes. <laughs> well, Brad, <laughs> we're glad to have you, and we hope we perkled you up. Okay, we hope we perkled you up. Thank you so much for uh, for being Diesel's friend and uh, and for tuning in. So let's get to, thank you for being friend. Let's get to the Gamecocks and uh, Gamecocks. It's step up for your whipping. Step Oy. up for your whipping. It, it's it's time. It's time for that whipping. Uh, it's gonna leave a mark and it's not gonna be pretty. Uh, guys, uh, look, I stuck my neck out for you guys. I picked you. I picked you because I thought. You would show, and I thought you would you would against a, a very mediocre A and M team. I thought you would show out a little bit. Seasons on the line. No, not so much. Um, the first third of the game was good. You know, I was feeling high on the horse. I made sure that I got my smack talking out in the first quarter of the game, first third of the game, because I didn't know how long that would last, and uh, it didn't it didn't last very long. I picked South Carolina to win this game in July, uh, and for much of the first half, it appeared prophetic, but prophetic became pathetic real fast on Saturday. Uh, I will say this on behalf of the Gamecocks. Unlike Clemson, there is no quit in South Carolina. Clemson is quitting, okay? By the way, in the very next segment of the show, Diesel and I are going to tackle um, – what Clemson's record would be playing South Carolina's schedule and what South Carolina's schedule would be playing Clemson's schedule, I've got something on this that's really going to surprise you. Okay, that's coming up in the next segment. But all told, folks, you know, when you have an offense that has no offensive line or an offensive line that's as offensive as South Carolina's offensive line, you can't, you can't, you can't get off the starting block. You, you, don't, you don't pass go. You don't collect $200. You can't do it, right? Um, that offensive line is so offensive, it short-circuits everything you want to do. A quarterback, Spencer Rattler, without an offensive line, is a car without an engine. And if you're a Gamecock fans, you knew this on game number one, at game number one against, against uh, North Carolina. You knew this, all right? Early in the game, I thought South Carolina was flying to the football. They were playing with a ton of passion and pride, right? Beamer tends to rally the troops well. But you know where we are right now, folks? Where we are is a situation where it, it's okay to acknowledge this. Beamer has failed miserably at roster construction. This roster should not have one of the worst line situations, offensively and defensively, you know, um, in year three of his tenure. You know, this is a team that has SEC talent and group of five offensive and defensive lines. 
and they get bullied and bruised and abused. And poor Rattler, you know, he must be setting a national record for the number of intentional grounding calls he has this year, Diesel, because he'll, he'll be sitting back to pass. Next thing he knows, someone in his face, and he tries to throw it away, but he's in the pocket. Yeah, Spencer Rattler would be a Heisman contender if he had a decent offensive line. Yeah, um, he would. And he's like he's done all that he can do, and he's no longer 100%. He's getting beaten up every single game. You know, and the thing that I don't fully understand from Gamecock fans is, what is Beamer responsible for? You guys don't want to hold him accountable for anything. You know, well, well, you know, like I think Gamecock fans are in the excuse-making mode because they like him, and they like him because he chose you, and he continues to choose you, right? And as much as Gamecock fans have been kicked in their lives, you like you value loyalty. I get that. I understand. You know, like he's all about being a Gamecock. He's prideful about it. He's passionate. He goes after people uh, who criticize South Carolina. I've taken that on the chin personally. All right? Like, I, 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 I get why you like him. But there's no need. You Like, you guys are doing this thing where you, like, make excuses for the kid that you like the best. You know, you got multiple kids. One kid gets straight A's on his report card, but he bu- just punched a kid at school. Well, 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 he, the other kid must have instigated it because my kid's a great kid. You make excuses for people that you like, for people that you love, right? That's what you do. But you like Beamer. All I'm hearing are excuses. Guys, this roster is his fault. It's his fault. Cut the crap. All right? Uh, this is a joke. I mean, two and six – do you realize, Diesel, you know, we, we came out with this graphic last week. I'm not sure if you were out the day that we shared it, Diesel, or, or what. Um, but now, the combined record of Clemson and South Carolina this year, okay, the combined record is a sterling six wins and ten losses. Okay, six wins and ten losses. That winning percentage, all right, uh, would now rank, wait for it, fourth worst in the last 100 years if it holds up. Ouch. Combined between Clemson and South Carolina. All right. Last year, they were 18 and six, a winning percentage of 750. This year, they have a winning percentage exactly half of that <laughs> 375. All right. Worst combined records ever. 1970, Clemson and South Carolina were 7-14, and 14, a winning percentage of 333. 1942, Clemson and South Carolina, combined, a record of 4-13, and 13, a winning percentage of 235. And the worst all-time combined Clemson and South Carolina seasons, 1998, a combined record of 4 wins and 18 losses and a winning percentage of 182. This is the fourth worst combined record of the last 100 years. So Mongo on our YouTube stream says, we haven't had that since Morrison. It feels good to have a coach that gives a damn. Mongo, at what point do wins and losses matter to you? Like to you personally. I'm not talking about the fan base. At what point do wins and losses matter to you? Because eventually it does. 
And I think that's a problem. That's why a, a lot of – now I'm going to break this thing up out and, and give you the 10,000-foot view. I think a lot of Gamecock fans share that sentiment. They share that mentality. They've got a passionate coach. And I'm not ever going to tell you that having a passionate coach is a bad thing. But your job, what you're paid to do, is to win football games. And, like, eventually you got to say, maybe this rah-rah BS is just that. It's just BS because that's all it is when you can't win. It's just window dressing. It's fluff. Eventually, you got to say, wins and losses have to start mattering. So come on, Mongo. Like, I know it feels good to have somebody put on a garnet hat and get all fiery and passionate, but come on, man, damn. He's worse than the guy you ran out of town on a rail that you guys flipping hate. You guys hate Muschamp. And Shane Beamer... Wins and loss record is worse than Will Muschamp. Here you go, And you're guys. still defending him. What the hell? Uh, Muschamp through 34 games was 20 and 14. Beamer through 34 games is 17 and 17. All right? Yeah, but you like one and you didn't like the other. Guys, you know, it's called a business decision. No one's saying Beamer should be fired now, just like no one's saying Dabo should be fired now. But at some point, if you got an employee that you love but he's not producing, you got to make a business decision. Let me remind you that you really liked the other. You really liked Will Muschamp until he started losing. And then you turned on him. You really liked Shane Beamer. Well, now he's losing. At what point are you going to turn on him? This is the exact same scenario all over again. Except Shane Beamer is, at times, a more likable personality than Will Muschamp. And Shane Beamer, for his own credit, uh, says that, uh, look, I'm proud of the fight my team showed. We talk about staying in the fight, meaning just continuing to battle and stay in the fight. And our guys stayed in the freaking fight today. All we said was just get this thing to the fourth quarter and let's find a way to win it. And we got it to the fourth quarter. It was one score game after the touchdown, and and uh, we just couldn't uh, couldn't quite get over the hump. And that's disappointing, uh, starting with me. But but don't you want to be a fan of a team who doesn't need to quote get it to the fourth quarter against mediocre Texas A and M? How about by the time the fourth quarter rolls around, it's A and M's goal to get it to the fourth quarter. You know, like Beamer's showing you, all we say is get it to the fourth quarter. You know, like he's starting to have, Diesel, the Gamecock level of expectation, which is half their problem. Oh, we can't fire Muschamp. He's got more wins, 23, through the first three seasons. That's less than eight wins a year than any other coach has ever had. Can't fire him. What we want to do is be in the game in the fourth quarter? Is the goal the same this week against Jacksonville State? We always say, stay in the fight. Make sure you're in the game at home against Jacksonville State in the fourth quarter. Come on, Beamer. Come on. You know, ultimately, what you expect of your program is what your program will be. Jacksonville State's 7-2 and two right now. 7-2. and two. So, some of y'all are chalking this up as a win. I'm not so sure. No, I'm not I'm not, not so sure. I'm not going to go as far as to predict 
a Jacksonville State win because you should, even with your mediocre-ass talent, be more talented than Jacksonville State in their first year as an FBS school. Coming up next, what would Clemson re- Clemson's record be playing South Carolina's schedule and vice versa? That's next on Offsides. We're the show that gives you both sides right here on the Fan Up State. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's Offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel, we are the Fan Upstates. We've got Chris Phillips joining us in the next segment of the show today. So, guys, a fun little exercise for you guys right now, okay? If Clemson had played South Carolina's schedule this season, knowing now what we wish we knew then, right, what would the record be? And if South Carolina played Clemson's schedule this year, knowing now what we wish we did then, what would the record be? What would the record be? All right, folks. So here you go. Let us tackle um, Clemson first with South Carolina playing the schedule. Now, let's remind you that Clemson now sits at 4-4, four and four, staring a losing record right in the face. <laughs> right in the face. Uh, Notre Dame, a suddenly vastly improved Georgia Tech diesel. You know, if you can almost lose to Wake Forest, you can lose to Georgia Tech. There's not a gimme win for Clemson left on the schedule. Notre Dame, Georgia Tech, North Carolina, and at South Carolina, three out of the four games are at home. Four out of four remaining games for the Gamecocks are at home. So, uh, Diesel, let's go through this together, okay? South Carolina opens the season at Duke. What do you Loss. I agree. South Carolina hosts Charleston Southern. Win. South Carolina hosts FAU. Win. Two and one, we agree. South Carolina hosts Florida State. Loss. 
Uh, I agree. So we're at two and two. I wonder if we're going to have the same record. South Carolina at Syracuse, Diesel, win or loss? Mm, loss. I said win. South Carolina hosting Wake Forest, win or loss? Win. I said win. Uh, South Carolina at Miami. Loss. South Carolina at NC State. Loss. I said win. So you had the whoa, game. Whoa. Go- yeah. something that South Carolina showed you something that says they would beat NC State? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, their effort against A&M, Diesel. A&M's way better than NC State. Way better. Like, leagues better. Okay? Like, like no joke, way better. So, I mean, I think South Carolina would be good enough to win road games against all Cupcakes Conference mediocre patsies. I do. So, Diesel would have South Carolina 3-5 and five and one game worse than Clemson. I'd have South Carolina 5-3 and three and one game better than Clemson. Huh. How okay. about that? Okay, so um, Syracuse is 4-4 four and four right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to flip my decision on Syracuse. Okay. So you have South Carolina then as the same record as Clemson with Clemson's schedule. Yeah. And I have South Carolina one game better with Clemson's schedule. Now, I, I, I see you, Clemson fans. You got your pitchforks out in my direction. You're saying there's no way in hell. Well, no, South Carolina is an SEC team that almost beat Florida, and NC State and Syracuse are not that. Okay? They're not that. I'm sorry. So I've got South Carolina going one game better than Clemson on Clemson's schedule, five and three. How about Clemson playing South Carolina's schedule? And you're thinking if you're a Clemson fan that you're going to need to brace yourself for this. But just wait. Just wait. Let's figure this out together. All right. Uh, Clemson versus North Carolina, Diesel. Win or loss? South Carolina versus North uh, Carolina, you mean? Clemson versus North Carolina. Oh, Clemson oh, is right, playing right, right. South okay. Carolina. Yeah. Um, Clemson, that's a loss. That's a loss. That's absolutely a loss. Clemson. Especially the way North Carolina was playing at the time. Yep. Clemson versus Furman. Win. Yes. We're one and one. Clemson at Georgia. <laughs> Loss. <laughs> Remember, South Carolina had a fourteen to three lead in that. That's game. not. That's not just a loss. That's a body bag. Yeah, game. it is. So loss as well. Clemson hosting Mississippi State. Ooh, uh, what's Mississippi State's record right now? Uh, not great, Diesel. They're like second worst in. Uh, uh, I think Clemson would at home. They get at them at home. home. They'd beat yeah. Mississippi State. I agree. I agree. They're so, four and four overall. So there we go. Uh, so now I've got uh, one and uh, two and two for Clemson playing South Carolina schedule. Here we go, Diesel. All right, um, Clemson at Tennessee. Whew. Loss, loss, bad, bad. Right. That's two and three. Um, now I'm going to say Clemson versus Florida. Florida comes to Clemson. Ooh, Florida is – they look inept at times. They look good at times. They look inept at times. That's a toss-up game if you ask me. But I'm going to say – I'm going to say that's a loss. I said it's a win for Clemson. Okay? So at Missouri – That's what a loss. And at A&M. That's probably – that's a loss. That's a loss. Okay? So you have Clemson against South Carolina's schedule – with exactly South Carolina's record, <laughs> okay, of two and six. 
Uh. I have Clemson as being three and five against South Carolina's schedule. So lo and behold, ladies and gentlemen, I have the Gamecocks as being one game better than they are playing Clemson's schedule. And I have Clemson being one game better than they are. Face, uh, uh, I'm sorry. I have South Carolina being one game better than Clemson against Clemson's schedule. Clemson's four and four. I have the Gamecocks five and three. Playing the Gamecocks schedule, South Carolina is two and six. I think Clemson would be three and five. Um, you know, and maybe if Florida plays again at South Carolina, that game's a loss. You would make a good point if you said that should have been a Florida loss. Gamecocks should have beaten the Gators. I think at Clemson, Florida doesn't win. At Clemson. Look at Mongo suggesting things in the chat that I suggested years ago on the station and got absolutely blasted for. It says, send us to the ACC right now. <laughs> Mongo, I remember getting run out of town on, for that comment, for saying South Carolina should leave and rejoin the ACC. You guys ripped me apart for that. And now you're saying it. Interesting. Texter says the Clemson versus South Carolina Palmetto Bowl will be at 8 a.m. on the Cartoon Network. <laughs> Uh, Texter says, in Dabo's defense, there should be nothing in Dabo's defense at this point. Texter, you lost me after that. Here's what the rest of your text says, though. I can see it being hard to explain when you're so used to winning, for it starts starts up front and our O-line is low, low D1. Texter says, Mark, bring on the whipping for my Gamecocks. I'm used to it now, so says Spur Daddy. Texter says, Mark, don't let Florida off the hook. They should get a shot, too, so says JT and Greer. The top five at five is for that, JT. Texter says, the strength and conditioning needs to be looked into. The amount of injuries this season has been ridiculous. Mark, uh, here come the excuses from the Beamer stands. Uh, Mark, how many full recruiting classes has Beamer had? I'm going to agree with you when Beamer was hired. You said you can't hire this guy for just three or four years. Uh, he deserves five full seasons. If after year five it looks similar today, then Beamer has to go. As for Will Muschamp, this will be the last year we have to compare Beamer to his record-wise because we know Will Muschamp the last two years was terrible. Yeah, but Will Muschamp's now three games up on Beamer. Three. But, Mark, doesn't the Sorry Excuses Conference, SEC, have a losing record to the ACC this year? So what? So what? You know, not a single NFL draft analyst would tell you the ACC's better. Uh Clemson against South Carolina this year, Mark, is just going to be all of us <laughs> crying together in the stands. Winner goes to the Scrubbing Bubbles Toilet Bowl, Diesel. Loser has the longest offseason of their life. Oh. Of their life. Starring on Comedy Central, Clemson versus South Carolina. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Phillips joining us next right here on Offsides. It's Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel. We are the Fan Upstate. I've been looking forward to this chat. <laughs> South Carolina is 2-6. and six. Chris Phillips join us. Uh, Chris, we did the whole if, the, if, if both Clemson and South Carolina played the other's schedule, what would the record be? I think the Gamecocks would actually be 5-3 and three against Clemson's schedule. Uh, the game that they would win that Clemson lost was the one that was just played on Saturday at NC State. Um, and then I also have – I think Clemson would be 3-5 and five against um, South Carolina's schedule. Uh, I think they'd be one game better. I think the game Clemson would win that South Carolina didn't is hosting Florida. You know, I know Florida – like the back of my hand, I don't see Florida winning at Clemson. 
What do you say, man? As you, if, if you thought about that this year with how awful this has been, a combined 6-10, and ten, fourth worst combined record for these two teams in the last century. Well, Mark and Easel, first things first, appreciate you guys having me on. You know, it's a great question, Mark, I, and it's tough to say because South Carolina's losers are four straight, and they lost three of those four by double digits. So I'm, I'm really hesitant to say that that one's a win, that one's a win. You know, the schedule's so much easier. Uh, you know, I, I'd probably say South Carolina's a, a game or two better. Uh, I think they could have probably won at NC State, like you mentioned. I mean, I, I – I don't know though. I mean, I have to pull up Clemson's schedule and go game by game, but it's it's <laughs> with the issues that South Carolina has right now. I mean, you could put a Conference USA schedule in front of a mark, and I, I don't know how confident I'd be that they'd go undefeated or even you know win nine or ten games. So it's it's just it's one of those things, man. Coming into Jacksonville State week, your losers are four straight. You're taking nothing for granted, right? I mean, before the season, we chalked this up as an easy W, and certainly it should be that as the Gamecocks are more than a two touchdown favorite but at this point you take nothing for granted and South Carolina's got to show up Saturday and play a really good football game and and uh, get back to winning ways in convincing fashion I think so let's let's do this uh, Chris uh, one word from you if you can uh, South Carolina opens with Duke loss what do you say what do you say loss, loss okay to that Duke team. okay Charleston Southern win win Florida Atlantic win win Florida State loss loss yep at Syracuse, I say win. I'll go win also. Very close game, but a win. Wake Forest at home, I say win. Win, yeah. Miami on the road, I say loss. Loss as well. And NC State was the coin flip, I said win for the Gamecocks. Uh, Clemson was so bad Saturday, dude. And and the other thing yeah. is, let's, let's accept the fact that A&M talent-wise is leagues better than NC State. Right, leagues mm. better, and those games look similar in how they played out. Yeah, I mean, Mark, I don't think Texas A&M. I left that game. I don't think they were a great team. That, like that was that's what was so frustrating watching that game. Is you know, to your point, they've got four and five star talent littered all over the field. We obviously know how Jimbo and company have recruited. That's why his seat is so hot, right? Because they have not lived up to those recruiting billings and played at the level we all expected, but. I mean, that Texas A&M team, man, they've got tons of talent in the front seven defensively, but offensively, they're extremely boring. Their offensive line plays like it hates Jimbo Fisher for whatever reason. Uh, Gamecocks came into that game on Saturday, 13 total sacks in the season. They got three sacks on one drive on Max Johnson. Granted, Texas A&M short things up after that, but that was a really gettable game. That was a really beatable team. And I think a, an average or slightly above average football team that have won that game. But unfortunately, Mark, as you've seen, uh, the Gamecocks just aren't that this year. And it just seems like every single time they have an opportunity to really grasp momentum and make a game-changing play or have a game-changing drive, they shoot themselves the foot, as was evidence. And I think you pointed this out on social media, the, the fourth down and short to go and you snap the ball at Spencer Rattler's feet and it blows up and, you know, Mark, that was probably the most upset I've been at any point this season because it, it just it felt like one of those breaking points, right, where you're just clinging for dear life and keeping out hope that maybe South Carolina can do something crazy, steal that football game, and it makes such a such an egregious error that was self-inflicted. It just it really encapsulated the struggles and frustration of this season. Chris Phillips joins us here on the show. Shane Beamer's recruiting slightly better. Will Muschamp's record thus far is slightly better, yet Shane still holds on to the hearts of many Gamecock fans. In your mind, Chris, what has to happen 
for him to lose some of the support no matter the results crowd? Is it simply wins and losses? Is it losing out on key recruits? Is it maybe another black eye or a, or a black and blue toe? Like, what does it take for those people who are holding on to let go? Yeah, Diesel. I mean, you know this, though, as well as I do, that for, for college fan bases and especially those as passionate South Carolina, nobody wants to jump the gun and be the fire of the coach guy. Like, like your guy is your guy until he isn't, right? And there's a lot of the fan base that will hold out into the very last second because the other side of that coin is really dark and really grim, and many folks are really uncomfortable with venturing to that side of things. And I, I've been the fire of the coach guy, guys, you're all familiar with. It wasn't the most pleasurable experience. It wasn't fun, but it was what needed to be said and what needed to be done. I mean, I think simply put, it does come down to wins and losses, guys. And I think as the losses were to pile up, um, I, I think you're going to see more and more and more the fan base start to start to have questions. You know, I think if, if South Carolina gets to year five and the results are still five and seven, six and six, and it looks similar to what we're seeing now, I think a lot of people will jump ship at that point. I, I think people just... You know, especially after last year, guys, I mean, I think the goodwill that he still built up from beating Tennessee and, yes, beating Clemson, I think that wins you a lot of favor in this state, especially if you can do that again this year. You know, that will continue to, hey, it was a bad season, but it keeps you somewhat in the good graces of Gamecock Nation. But, I mean, I I think it really comes down to wins and losses, guys. Obviously, if you see recruiting start to slip. And I think, guys, I'll tell you this. I think this transfer portal cycle is going to go a long way and have a lot of Gamecock Nation feels about Shane Beamer, just from the sense of we all know to win and win big in this day and age, you have to succeed in the transfer portal, especially at a school like South Carolina. And if for whatever reason we see a mass exodus at the Gamecocks, like we saw last year when you lost Jaheim Bell, Marshawn Lloyd, Jordan Birch, et cetera, if you see some key contributors leave off this year's team, again, the questions, the whispers are going to turn into roars about what's going on, what is wrong. And, again, I, I think that you're just going to hear that energy get louder and louder and louder. And then, guys, obviously, again, I've said this many times, it doesn't matter how much goodwill you built up off the field or your culture or whatever, no coach is immune to the effects of losing and significant losing. So, um you know, if you finish five and seven or worse and miss a bowl game, guys, I don't think the majority of Gamecock Nation is obviously going to be saying fire Shane Beamer, nor do I think they should be doing that. But it's going to put a lot of pressure on Beamer going into 2024 to show some real marketed improvement. Chris, I my takeaway from Saturday was that Shane Beamer has failed at roster building. Agree or disagree? 110% agree. I mean, I, I think that you know, I was accused by someone our, our, of our fan base watching one of my call-in shows or what have you, say, Chris, why don't you put more accountability on, on Shane Beamer instead of deflecting to Clayton White or Marcus Satterfield or Dabble Loggins or a coordinator. And so I went out of my way after this game to make the point that, you know, and it's not anything personal. It's, it's not saying fire Shane Beamer. It's not a personal vendetta, but it's at the end of the day, Shane Beamer is 100% responsible for what we've seen this season, for the failure that's been in year three of his tenure. His roster mismanagement, lack thereof of building a roster, failures in the transfer portal, this season is a direct result of that, guys. Shane Beamer thought he could go out in the transfer portal after a mass exodus and plug holes in his roster with players from Yale, from Charlotte, from Western Illinois, from Mercer, and listen, I know they've had success, right? They've had success. Mario Anderson's a great example. 
but that's a one-off. That's the exception. That's not the rule. And so South Carolina was gutted in the portal. We labeled them as losers in the transfer portal. Many a Gamecock Nation disagreed, but I think we're seeing that, right? And so at the end of the day, no players on this roster without Shane Beamer's approval, no coaches on this coaching staff without Shane Beamer's sign-off. So everything that happens, for better or for worse, it falls at the feet of Shane Beamer. If you don't like that, you can give that $6.5 million per year check to somebody else. That's the responsibility you hold. So, Mark, to your point, I think all this season has been is a reflection of the failures of managing and building this roster over the offseason leading into year three of his tenure. Uh, you said it earlier, Chris, you wouldn't trust this South Carolina team to go undefeated in Conference USA. Well, this weekend you're taking on a Conference USA team, the Jacksonville State Gamecocks. Now, one being not a chance, ten being an absolute lock. What is your confidence level in facing the 7-2 and two Gamecocks of Jacksonville State? Great question, Diesel. I haven't really done my, you know, my full team breakdown. We had a we had a guy named Thomas Ashworth on the show over the offseason that actually covers the Jacksonville State Gamecocks, and we had great conversation with him. And they were really, really excited about their football team. And obviously, Rich Rodriguez is a name that many Gamecock fans and college football fans will recognize. On a scale of one to ten, Diesel, I'd probably put my confidence level at a six point five because I feel like South Carolina wow. should win. I feel like South Carolina. That's really win. low, man. That's really I know, low. But, I, I but expected. Other, I expected nine point five. I, dude, I just like I say six and a half because I don't think South Carolina is going to lose necessarily. But I look at the spread, and it's around sixteen or seventeen. And guys, I don't feel like South Carolina is seventeen points better than anybody right now. And that's and maybe I'll be wrong. I hope to be wrong, but. I, I don't know, man. I, like I said, I, I'm maybe I'm letting some doom and gloom creep in, or maybe the four straight losses has worn on me a little bit. But I'm just expecting the unexpected, and I, I think the Gamecocks will win the football game. But I think it'll be a really tough, hard-fought, very uncomfortable throughout the duration of the game type of performance, even if the Gamecocks win this game by 14 or 17 points. So, Chris, we don't get to see South Carolina against Southern Cal, so we can't settle who is the real USC. (laughs) We did get to see South Carolina against Missouri, so we got to settle who's the real Columbia. Okay? Should Jacksonville State beat South Carolina, can I get you on record saying Jacksonville State is the real Gamecocks? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, you have to to tip your cap at some point, Mark. I mean, if that happens, what – what can you really say? I can't believe I mean, you just said that. I can't believe I mean, I, you just said that. Chris Phillips timestamp at 448 and 42 seconds on October 30th. If Jacksonville State beats the South Carolina Gamecocks, it is they who are the real Gamecocks. Hey, I'll give them all the credit in the world, man. They'll deserve it. I believe stuff like that should be settled. You want to call yourself the real Carolina or the real USC or the real Gamecocks, you got to go out and win, Mark. So, I mean, it's it's – it's kind of the last thing South Carolina can cling to right now with some of the losses they've taken this year. So uh, you better go out there and win Saturday because if you're not the real Carolina or you don't reside in the real Columbia or you're not the real Gamecocks, then I don't know what you are at this point. Chris, uh, can you think of another team in college football that has claimed to, to as many the real blank matchups as South Carolina? I can't, I can't think of how many more there could be who have more uh, mascot city uh, moniker 
color scheme, any of that. I can't think of any other team that's got that many. Uh, now, as we as you look back against to uh, to Jacksonville State, and I know you said you haven't really had a whole lot of time to do your full assessment of them. I mean, this is a team that is up and down, up and down. When they're up, they are way up. They put up 49 against East Tennessee State. They put up 35 against Sam Houston, 45 against Middle Tennessee State, 41 against FIU. I mean, I know I understand that they're not really putting up huge numbers against power power defenses here, but how many points do you think South Carolina is going to have to score to beat a team like that? Uh, guys, I'd probably say 30-plus just to feel comfortable <laughs> about it. Oh, my gosh. Wow. You are so down on the team. I've, I've never heard this before. 30-plus, a 6.5 confidence to beat Jacksonville State? Like you'd be I mean, more even, confident beating Vandy than Jacksonville State right now. Even Furman, you know, put some points on South Carolina's defense. And I know it was a more spirited effort against Texas A&M. I totally get that. But, again, guys, I'm to the point where I don't recall the last time I saw the Gamecocks defense, I feel like give up less than 30 points in a game. Like it just it feels like it's a rare recurrence. So I'm not saying that Jacksonville State is going to necessarily score 30, but – you know, to feel comfortable about the win. I mean, I guess if you're saying how many do they need to score to beat them by one point, I, I, I don't know, man. I, I hope like 14. I hope it's not a situation in which we're talking about a 49 to 42 shootout at Williams Bryce Stadium. So, um, but I, I, you know, listen, I've been having nightmares of what Rich Rodriguez might do against that Gamecocks defense. And again, this this serves as a bounce back, get right game, I suppose you could say. But guys, I just, yeah, Mark, to your point, I'm just a, uh, I, I've been. Beaten to a pulp Gamecock. <laughs> all right, all right. So um, we said about a year ago on this show that South Carolina had found its Davo Sweeney. I'm no longer sure that's a compliment, Chris. Okay, I, I, I no longer am. But I want to say this. We've got a clip here to play with you, play for you of, uh, of Shane Beamer after the game. This darn right sounds like Davo in some of the most cheesy, most annoying ways, in my opinion, Chris. Tell me if this burns your brownies, Shane Beamer, after the loss on Saturday. We talk about staying in the fight, meaning just continuing to battle and stay in the fight, and our guys stayed in the freaking fight today. And uh, all we said was just get this thing to the fourth quarter and let's find a way to win it. And we got it to the fourth quarter. It was a one-score game after the touchdown, and and uh, we just couldn't couldn't quite get over the hump. That's disappointing. The goal at South Carolina is just to be in the game in the fourth quarter, Chris. Just our guys stayed in the freaking fight. Did that annoy you like it annoyed me? Mark, I'll answer your question with this. I was asked after the game, how do I expect and how would I prefer Shane Beamer to respond to his critics and his naysayers and the criticism? And my response to that question was simply this. I don't want to hear it in a press conference. I don't want to hear find some joy. I don't want to hear it on Tuesday in a Sunday teleconference. Go out, get really good football players, and go win games. Like, all of that extra stuff in the post-game pressers, any press conferences, the rah-rah speeches, like, I'm sick of it. I'm tired of it. I think Gamecock Nation is tired of hearing it. And to your point of those comments, I get what Coach Beamer's doing. I, I know he's the infectious, positive guy. He's continuously uplifting his football team. I totally get that. But we've talked about it before. When you're losing, it just doesn't play well. And it's another example where 
it, it shouldn't be a viral clip. I'm not saying like we should make a bigger deal of it than it is, but it is nauseating, guys. But the more nauseating thing is the fact that South Carolina had a chance to win a football game and they didn't execute. But certainly to go out there in the post game and make it sound like you're just grateful to to be in the fight and be competing. And again, I, I know he's trying to uplift his football team and keep his guys positive, but man, it is it is really, really, really tough to stomach when you've got a fan base that is so hungry to be not just competing but be winning at a championship level. So to your point, Mark, yes, it's it's it makes your stomach turn hearing it and uh, trust me it it plays about as well on social media as you would think it does because I think we posted that exact clip to social media on Sunday morning and folks were uh, were not too thrilled with it. Stayed in the freaking fight. Look, Chris, I don't think Arkansas is a bad football team. I think they play in the SEC, and they're not as good as other SEC teams. I don't think South Carolina is a bad football team. You lost 30-17 to 17 to a team that has top 10 talent um, in America, right? But if Shane Beamer feels like man, we achieved the goal. We are in the freaking fight against Jacksonville State in the fourth quarter. They, they got they got bigger problems than I than I thought. I mean, that, that can't be the goal against everybody. Chris, uh, as yep. always, man, uh, thanks, thanks for joining us, and uh, thanks for your open and honest opinions. That's why we value them. Appreciate it, man. Mark and Diesel, I appreciate you guys and value the opportunity to come on this segment as well, guys. I appreciate it so much. All right, take care. Chris Phillips of the Spurs Up Show joining us right here on Offsides, the Fan Upstate. We'll be back with a top five at five right after this. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.